Hello and welcome back to True Crime Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and sitting in today for Andy is... Uh, oh, Andy, you're here. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> what? When did you sneak in the studio, Andy? I never left, Michael. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I just... Very, very sneaky, sir. I thought very, it smelled odd here when I came in today. That's like, oh my God. Speaking <laughs> of, no. We'll save that for later. And that's right. Well, regardless, guys, we're glad that you're here with us in a safe place to explore your true crime obsession. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment below if you're addicted to true crime. And if any of you missed last week's episode, I highly recommend you go check that out because last week we covered Alec Murdoch, the former attorney whose family held the longest standing law dynasty in U.S. history. He was charged and convicted of murdering his wife, Margaret, and their youngest son, Paul, back in 2021, but that is just the tip of the iceberg. After years of twists and turns, as well as multiple bodies left in the wake, the Murdoch trial finally came to a close earlier this year, leaving the former lawman with two life sentences behind bars. But as much as we love to talk about Alec Murdoch, and believe me, we certainly do, we have a 45-minute bonus conversation that we had about the case uh, after the main episode last week. You guys can find that on Patreon. But for now, let's dive into this week's case, the tragic and horrifying case of Jung Yoo Jung. There's, there could possibly be another 45-minute conversation on this little debate after this sometimes, I thought absolutely, about. Absolutely, absolutely. This, uh, this is a true crime addict's worst fear, I think, yeah. is, is cases like this, right, to start becoming the norm. But Jung was a 23-year-old true crime-obsessed South Korean who was accused of murdering an innocent English tutor inside their home in Busan earlier this year. But apparently, the only thing that drove her to commit the murder was the morbid curiosity that she held for what it would be like to take another person's life. Now, before we get too far into this episode, I want to preface it by saying there isn't a whole lot out there on this case yet, as this is still a recent event and the verdict for Jung Yoo Jung was just handed out last week, well, when we're recording this episode. So without further ado, Andy, be a pro and roll that intro for me, will you? Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> This is a story of a girl who loved true crime. Dare I say she was obsessed. True crime all the time for her, her favorite murder written across her chest. And once upon a crime, I'm sure she believed that she'd live in the last house on the left with a little true crime garage on the side, maybe married to a true crime guy. But alas, she was a true crime junkie. Her interest became more morbid with every dark topic, every case file she looked into, not to mention what she's been through. Her parents left her, no friends, abandoned by her generation. She gave into her inspiration. Why? Who knows? Maybe she just wasn't wearing the right clothes. Or maybe she wanted to be a killer queen, all regal. Whatever it was, I wish someone would have said, Excuse me, that's illegal. Excuse me, that's illegal. That's illegal. True crime is just life's tragedies and you can't hide behind your false realities. We are humankind, a complex catastrophe and we're all intertwined through dark
All right, guys, so let's get philosophical for a minute, shall we? Humans have had a fascination with death and violence for a long time. From the fights in the Roman Colosseum to brutal public hangings and executions up to today, when countless viewers still tune in to watch UFC or a NASCAR race, only with hopes to see a devastating crash. So when you consider the countless examples of violence being pushed as entertainment throughout our history, who is truly qualified to say when a person's dark hobby really becomes an unhealthy obsession? The best we can do is shed some light on cases like Jung Yoo Jung's and help educate people on the deadly reality that could be true crime. So enough warnings and explanations. Let's get into what you're here for. So Jung was a 23-year-old recluse who lived with her grandfather in Busan, South Korea, since she was six years old. Her mother abandoned her when she was just a year old, and sadly, her father did the same a few years later. In that time, Jung is said to have never even held a job, and along with having very few friends in her life, she was limited to hardly any social interactions whatsoever. According to police, Jung had filled her time over recent years with becoming obsessed with true crime, claiming that the majority of her free time was spent binging murder TV shows and reading countless true crime books. Who does that, Andy? I mean, I don't know anybody we can think of. I don't know anybody. Um, but police stated that after obtaining her search history, they found multiple damning questions that the 23-year-old had apparently asked Jeeves. You, did she Did she actually ask Jeeves these questions? She didn't. Come on, do you know how old that is? I mean, I, I just I don't know if we can actually afford I mean, to put I, Google in there. I think it's <laughs> I think it's safer to ask Jeeves these questions. He's not as connected to, to them, you know, like I, Google is. I will say, you know if, I, if I'm going to ask some damn, if I'm going to ask some pretty suspicious questions, yeah. I'm asking Jeeves. I feel like that butler has possibly hidden some bodies <laughs> for some people. So Seriously. I mean, Jeeves, Honest I don't know, he just looks too calm. He looks like he'll just be like, as you wish. Yeah, <laughs> no, she probably did use Google, but she should have used uh, like DuckDuckGo or something, right? That's the way to go for these types of questions, I think. <laughs> Uh, but police claim that after she researched different ways to kill someone and dispose of their body, the 23-year-old decided to put her murderous plan into action. So Jung decided to download a local tutoring app and pose as the mother of a middle school girl who needed help learning English. After reaching out to over 50 potential victims, she landed on a 26-year-old single female student who lived by herself in Busan. At first, I thought it was going to be like a when they downloaded the app. I thought it was like a Tinder slash swiping app. But I'm like, you actually had to send messages to 50 different people. This wasn't like a match, 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 like just swiping. Right. So it's like, man, she actually literally went out and was like, how about you? How about you? How about you? How about you? just copy and paste in like the same message? Yeah, like yeah. that's crazy. So Jung set up a tutoring session with the 26 year old via the app that was set to take place at the tutor's home. So Jung arranged for her middle school daughter to visit the home of the English tutor all alone. Red flag number one. Red flag number one. Parents, not, not a smart idea. On May 26, 2023, Jung Yoo Jung dressed in a schoolgirl's outfit that she just purchased and arrived at the home of the tutor. With a school bag over her shoulder and sporting a medical mask to hide most of her face, the unsuspecting tutor allowed her killer to enter the home completely unaware of what was about to happen. Jung obviously didn't bring any books or study materials. The, uh, the fake middle schooler had only brought along a single large knife. And the police did say, like, they, if you look at the footage, she does appear much smaller. So it didn't look like it was one of those, like, early 2000s high school movies where you're like, that's a 35-year-old junior. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, right. She, very, she looks very young. Yeah, and she's only 26. She's 23. The The tutor is 26. So yeah, she's, she's oh, yeah, still she's pretty a, young. Yeah, so uh, even more so. She's only 23, yeah. Um, now, 
It's unclear as to the exact details of what went on in the moments after Jung Yoo Jung entered the home, but according to reports, the 23-year-old true crime fanatic proceeded to stab the unsuspecting woman over 100 times. That's a, that's a bit excessive, and I think that goes past curious. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Police say that after the brutal stabbing, Jung walked to a nearby store to purchase bleach and trash bags before walking back to finish her plan. Yeah, she she, she thinks she did her research. But yeah. I think she forgot about, you know, cameras. Like, yeah, most and, of the crime you're reading about, these serial killers, took place in the 70s, 80s. And yeah. You can't use those tactics anymore. There's no, there's no cell phones. There's what? no GPS tracking. Seriously. There's no, yeah. Yeah, and as she, as she found out, CCTV footage later released uh, shows that the following the purchases, Jung left the home of her victim again wearing clothing belonging to the 26-year-old English tutor. Yeah, didn't plan to bring a change of clothes for herself after this no. curious stabbing. Absolutely not. Now, the footage also reveals that after leaving the crime scene, Jung returned to her own home and grabbed a large rolling suitcase. But after picking up her luggage, the CCTV images showed the 23-year-old is seen returning to the home of her victim for what police soon learned would be the last, and let's just get this out, the dumbest part of her entire plan. Shortly after midnight, Jung would call a taxi service to pick her up so she could make a late-night delivery. Now, it's unclear where exactly the taxi picked her up from, but it was perfectly clear where she had the driver stop and drop her off. According to the cab driver, Jung entered his taxi carrying a large, blood-stained suitcase and proceeded to have him drive her out to a wooded area near the Nakdong River. Jung then took the suitcase and walked into the woods for a short ways, only to return to the taxi cab empty-handed. Could you imagine? Like that, this, this was the best part of the whole story, just imagining that taxi cab driver just being like, I kept thinking of like... The, uh, was the it, trust uh, that she had in him, too. The, and just the, the obliviousness or just the like, yeah, let's just see where this goes. Right. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'll call somebody when she leaves, but like, I just let's see where this goes. Let's just see what she's doing. You right? know what? It's boring. It's midnight. Maybe I got nothing is, else going on. Right? Maybe this is uh one of those scavenger apps or something she's doing. Right? Yeah, but it's like clearly but, the cop, like the or the cab driver's looking back. It's like you uh, you want to put like a towel down? Like you're getting <laughs> yeah, a little. You're getting blood a little. I, I, blood every taxi everything. cab driver to me is like a New York cabbie. Yeah, of course, like, you, of course. Uh, you gonna put the towel down? You getting you getting blood all over my seatbelt? You gotta pay for that. Like I, I gotta clean that shit. You know, like I was saying, like you want to put something. Oh, hey, you hey, just gotta take it and dump it. There's a cleaning there? charge. You just gotta dump it out there. Well, I'm just gonna. Oh, let me just keep it running. Just, I just, I guess I'm just gonna stand here and keep it running. Right. Mita's still running, lady. Okay. <laughs> I'll be an accessory to your crime for the right price. Listen, Mita's still running. I don't care as long as you pay this tab. I take it wherever you want to go. All right. Yeah, and he did. Uh, he even took her back to the same place that he picked her up. But then he would immediately alert police about the very suspicious behavior that he had just witnessed. And with props to the Busan Police Department, they really didn't waste any time. Police would visit the home of Jung Yoo Jung the following day on May 27th. And after a short interview, Jung was arrested and taken into custody less than 24 hours after brutally stabbing the innocent 26-year-old college student. The police would investigate the home of Jung Yoo Jung. And during their search, the team would find the first of multiple grisly discoveries. After digging around, the home officers would find multiple body parts belonging to the English tutor, along with her wallet, her cell phone, and her ID. Pretty so, yeah. damning. Yeah, those uh, those bodies were in trash bags. Remember those bags that thing I said? Yes. So she's like, why didn't you take any of those bags out with you? Why did you leave some of them at your house, some of them here? Well, because some- she, that, I mean, she must have truly enjoyed some aspect of it and wanted a memento. Officers also returned to the wooded area that the taxi driver took Jung to that previous night. 
and it wouldn't take them long to discover the very poorly hidden suitcase. Surprise! Inside the case was more of the remains of the 26-year-old college student that Jung Yoo Jung had just brutally dismembered. Yeah, it was not very well. It was literally just kind of tossed in a bush. Like, yeah. She didn't even bury it, didn't do it. Like It was It was literally like a drop-off, like a, like a like late-night drop-off. Like, which, it was like an Uber Eats run. Which, you know, that might would have worked, you know, had you not had a stranger drive you out to that area. So now the police had a basic idea of what happened, but they had no idea why. And so initially, they just assumed that it was an argument or something that got out of hand. But it wouldn't take long to realize that this was not a crime of passion. Jung Yoo Jung would confess to the police that she had killed the 26-year-old student just out of curiosity. She stated that she just wanted to know what it was like to murder another person. In order to make it look like the victim had disappeared, Jung kept the victim's mobile phone, ID card, and wallet, attempting to commit a perfect crime. Police were shocked by this confession, of course, but with all the evidence that was stacked against Jung, the officers had no choice but to believe her story. How is this a perfect crime if you still have all the evidence? Like, that's that's part... Yeah. If a crime occurs, you want to make sure there's no evidence. And by making sure you have all the evidence with you, it's not the way to commit a perfect no. crime. No, no, no. Because especially when you're the main suspect. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had, you know, they had this app and a meeting scheduled and all this. So, yeah. And with that, Jung Yoo Jung was charged with the murder of the 26-year-old Busan student and would await her trial later this year. Now, South Korea does things a bit more quickly than the U.S. when it comes to court systems and murder trials. And it would be in November of 2023 when Jung Yoo Jung was sentenced to life in prison for the murder and dismemberment that she committed this past May. Yeah, there is not a break in those cases, is there? It's literally nope. like, oh, okay, so you're Boom. charged with this. All right, we'll see. Are you free Tuesday? Yeah, we'll see you Tuesday for your sentencing. Yeah, they're not fucking around, dude. During the trial, Jung would plead insanity by claiming that she had hallucinations and heard voices that were telling her to do what she did. But court officials and prosecutors were able to prove through her internet history and careful, well, at least in some ways, planning of the murder, that she was very much in control of her own actions. The headlines have continued to fly about true crime fan kills and does true crime obsession lead to murder. But at the end of the day, regardless of your obsessions and interest, your actions are your own. And just like Jung, you will face those consequences on your own. But yeah, guys, uh, like I alluded to at the beginning, there's not a whole lot of information out there on this case. This is just something that we felt like we really needed to cover. Um, I mean, just the headline alone, the South Korean true crime fan who became obsessed with murder to the point of no return, you know? Um, something we felt like we needed to cover. And in all fairness, I felt like it was something that we should cover. I feel like it's really, something that it's, a lot of true crime podcasts should, you know, they they all have to address this. They all have to address the fact that like Unfortunately. Yes, we are trying to it, educate and we're trying to entertain and we're right. trying to we're tr all trying to have a good time here. We we all want to make this this information known, but it's like even we know that we have to research this stuff delicately to where it does it does not become an unhealthy obsession. It's like Yeah. It's a it's a weird balance you have to to take with this this there's information. A, there's a lot of important things uh, that you got to keep in mind when you study true crime all the time. I think, for one, is compartmentalizing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, no one should study negative things all of the time. I don't care what kind of piece it gives you. Eventually, it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna over overlap. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so you got to kind of balance that. But but we do have to address the fact that this obsession, this newfound obsession with true crime has encouraged some people, some idiots. Now, would they have acted out 
like would have Jung Yu acted out anyways? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Possibly in some other way. Maybe she just wouldn't have gotten there as quickly. Yeah. Right? But it's just like it's like the old adage, oh, well, GTA creates criminals. Well, it it's probably credited to some. It's probably mm-hmm. credited to some, but to say that is just a false statement. Yeah. To say that video games lead to violence. Yes, they have created some. But like but I mean movies have given people ideas of heists and awful murders and killings and things like that. So it's like, but I think in order to to cross that line, to go into that darker territory, you already had that in you already. Yeah, when you're when you're you know watching true crime documentaries or you're reading true crime books and you're and there's a healthy obsession with becoming prepared or to under like being a yeah, b- bit yeah, paranoid yeah. of the worst case scenario. Right. That's a different healthy obsession where you're like, "Oh no, I know the worst things that can happen, so I'm a bit prepared for the worst case scenario." Right, right. But when you start looking at these things as like a well, I see how they didn't get away with it. Ah, so that's how that's how you avoid that. Or like you start looking at these things as almost like <laughs> oh, a, is that a bad thing? In yeah, when you start flag? when you start like looking at the things like you're a like an armchair quarterback for a serial right, killer right, being like right. just sitting there. It's like oh, why'd you run it then? Like right. you're <laughs> yeah, if you got a friend coming up to you and be like, yeah, I heard your episode on Randy Kraft. What was some of the other things in his toolkit? What was some of the yeah you oh, got you didn't really tape. Okay, what else? It's like well, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. This isn't are you, hold on. Is that a shopping are you writing list? that down? Don't. No. Are you putting that on you? That, that says shopping list. Why are you? No, there is a weird little, there's, a, there's, yeah, there's yeah. A, an edge you have to, to walk where you, you have to watch these things and you'd be like, ah, yes, you can look at the the criminals right. and see their mistakes mm-hmm. in like a high dummy and not like a, well, I would have done it this. Yeah, you can't start looking at it and say, well, how would I do this? Right, right, right. That's where that obsession starts coming in. And I still think that these headlines for this episode, like the, the headlines for the articles, they just don't do it justice. They like really do, don't. It's 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 almost like a clickbait type situation where it's, it's this like, oh, a true crime fan kills. And it's like, is she obsessed with true crime or is she just I think did she already just have a bit of a darker desire to, to do this? Because again, yeah. she stabbed this girl over a hundred times. Hundred times with no hesitation, apparently. Like, because we we don't see any. I mean, she didn't bring anything to trick this girl. Like we mentioned in this in the case, you know, she didn't bring any books. She would. She didn't like. Oh, let me sit down, and while she turns her back to go get me some tea, then I stab her. It's like no. Apparently, she went right after her. Yeah, there is. Like, we don't know the details of all the incidences this that is, happened because this is a South Korean case. They haven't released all the yeah. in depth detail. Like I said, this court case happened within a few months, and she's already serving life in prison. You know what I think, though, Andy? I think this is more of a, a case for nurture. Um, just being the fact that her parents left her. I don't care how good of a guardian her grandfather was. Mm-hmm. Still, the fact that both of your parents, your biological parents, leave you, that has to leave some type of hole. Oh, she Especially openly... at a young age, right? And then also, and then you combine that with with being a hermit, never coming out, being a recluse, never... Never talking to anyone, not having any friends outside goals, not having money to support yourself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you you stay in your own room, in your own head, in these own books, and you just become more and more radicalized, but also at the same time disconnected from humanity. Yeah. And at such a young and pivotal age. She openly has said that she does. She is very upset about her father leaving her at six years old, her mother leaving her. Um, one of her internet search histories was it was like looking up the term for killing a family member. And I think her father did say that she called him the day of the murder and made some sort of threats to him. 
Okay. So even her, her like, fa- like family, even though they're not really in her life, even right. they all knew they're like, this is not okay. Like we, we need to tell this people that she's not mentally stable. Like it's not an, obs- it's not like a true crime obsession that she's obsessed with. She's not mentally stable. But she was. It, but but well, mentally. But what you're trying yeah. to say is she could have got addicted or obsessed with anything, right? Yeah, like this and girl it happened already to be had, true crime, and well, so I think she that, wanted to take part in it. I think this girl already had dark tendencies. She was already hurt. She was already angry. She yeah, was already yeah. doing these things. And yes, she may have watched these books. She may have watched these documentaries and she may have looked up some dark internet histories, but I think she was already going to hurt somebody regardless. I don't think it was the true crime obsession that made her hurt somebody. Right. So that's what I'm trying to say about these articles. It's like, I don't think it was the true crime obsession that led her to murder. Right. I think she was going to hurt somebody regardless. Right. And she just happened to also have an interest in this passing thing. And or she like was going to hurt somebody and decided, I need to study up on how to hurt somebody. Yeah. And get away with it. Or yeah, or how do I do these things? That was a lot of her search histories, like yeah. how to different ways to kill people, different ways to get like dispose of bodies, how to not get caught. And right, that's absurd that she just thought that. I mean, you study true crime allegedly, but yet that's what makes me question a lot of it. It's like <laughs> I hate to be hate to be that guy, but it's like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're actually a true crime, you made some really rookie mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way reading about <laughs> this, being be like, that guy. like I'm not a but true I'm crime like, obsessed, but like, listen, I'm a true crime educated. Like it's, <laughs> ex- but what I'm getting at is, what does it take for the media to write true crime obsessed, true crime fan, true crime, you know, uh, person takes it too far or whatever like what does it take to do that does do they find a couple and rule books in her room right <laughs> is you know five out of her last 10 searches about crimes it's like what is it it's a copy that, of helter skelter on the nightstand exactly like what is it that makes them obsessed you know I, what i'm saying like I, you yeah. have to take that with a grain of salt anytime it's a headline this big. Well, I do think that this also become this also may stem from it being a South Korean case, but there's not so much information released about it. So most of the headlines that have been released have come from the South Korean police and their like PR. Right. It's come right. from this, oh, this girl was obsessed with true crime, all of her search histories, and she's been watching book or watching TV series and movies. And mm-hmm. so it's like we don't even know fully because there hasn't been a lot of real journalistic investigation into this case yet. There hasn't been a documentary made. There hasn't been a, you know, a real sit down interview with her with like, mm-hmm. a, you know, so all of these things are being told to us from the perspective of the police and the PR and the district attorneys and like the prosecutors. So right. that's where these headlines are coming from. So that's the only reason I can think that if we had a real... I'm talking in, about the clickbait headlines. Yeah, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I like, feel like if we had an investigation, like a real journalistic interview, then it wouldn't be that headline. We wouldn't have the true crime obsessed. It would be something else. But since that's the only information we're getting from the police and the prosecutors, that's yeah. what all the headlines are going with. Yeah, yeah. And it does seem pretty cut and dry. I mean, she did seem quite obsessed with it. And she did have, you know, a, a plan. She had an obvious plan, whether she's insane or not. That that level of planning, that level of you know of cleanup, and even though as shitty as it was, still it it has to say that she knew what she was doing, and she's a danger to society. The fact that she was trying to get away with it, yeah, that's the it's like okay, you clearly understand the difference between right and wrong, right? So you're not also uh, the yeah, it's like you're not insane because you're tr- you know what you're doing is wrong, and you're trying to cover it up. We've talked about so. this so many times, um, and through over so many cases, and. We talk about it's always shocking when a case is this brutal and it's their first offense. Mm-hmm. You always have to wonder. It's like, man, was this her first offense? Maybe her first offense on a person. 
True, possibly. You know what I'm saying, but was she killing animals or something? Because this is just a hundred times, and then you cut her, you cut the body up and and put it in different pieces. Yeah. At twenty three years old, you've never been violent before. But yeah, like this. You see what I'm saying? Like that, that explosion of you, rage is just like that's so this, crazy for a first ex- time. It is. It is. And being able to just go through with that, mm-hmm. like like for instance, if you found the suitcase in the woods, Andy, with no background, you would think we got a damn serial killer. Or yep. this is some fucking organized Yakuza. crime shit. Yeah, like some yeah, kind of Yakuza, yeah, Yakuza or gang or some like kind of, is, sorry, South Korea, but yeah. Like a, you know, yeah, yeah, the mafia. Organized crime. <laughs> Whatever the South Korea mafia is. Um, yeah, something like that because this is freaking brutal. It's insane. You would have never, the plan might have worked if the ta- if the taxi driver doesn't say something. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you can't, you don't have to involve a taxi driver in this. When you're like, that's the it, one thing. It's like the, if the fact that you let somebody clearly see you do this. It's terrifying because yeah. she was so far away from the typical culprit of this type of crime mm-hmm. that I really don't think she would have been suspected unless they connect the dots with that tutor app. Yeah. Right. Which they would have done because they, well, I don't know. She had her cell phone. Yeah. So she they had, couldn't she, have found her cell phone if it wasn't for the taxi driver. See what I'm saying? The taxi driver. Yeah. She driver. made a lot of mistakes. That text, that's what I said. This is clearly not a New York taxi driver. This taxi driver, <laughs> man, hero in this case. He was, he was paying attention. Good luck. Good job. Taxi drivers for paying attention. <laughs> paying a lot of attention. You know what? They are yeah. very, they got their head on a swivel. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to, in mm-hmm. all, no matter what you do for a living, you got to have your, have your head on a swivel when you out. Mm-hmm. Right. And you also got to be smelling good when you're out, Andy. I knew you were going to segue Did you? somehow. Did you? That's I knew you were going to get that segue in right here. Right into Oh My Gaia. That's just going to slip just, on in smelling great. What's up? It's it. Oh My Gaia. It's Oh My Gaia, an innovative, all natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum free products. And guys, at Oh My Gaia, they have all of your favorite scents and deodorant, scented oils, and beard oils like vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, coconut, dream sickle leather lumberjack honeysuckle fireside and we have our own scent true crime pine and guys that's not all of the scents please oh my guy.com and check it out but we have our own scent called true crime pine great place to start if you don't know where and because you're true crime guys listeners you can use the code word creeper for 15 percent off your order that's c-r-e-e-p-e-r for 15 percent off your order at shop underscore oh my guy on instagram make sure you give them a follow or oh my guy.com o-h-m-y-g-a-i-a.com and don't forget that code word creeper guys you will not regret not regret it I'm going to start putting a different accent at the top of each list for each episode. Yeah. Be like, all right, Michael, you're going to read I, this list in Scottish. <laughs> yeah. I would like if you just mixed all the scents up, you know, just mix them all up so I don't have to, like, mix uh, them up on the fly. Oh, so you start having to just, like, all right, let's get this rap going. I got to yeah, get, a rhythm, get a rhythm here. Yeah, it'd be good if they rhyme, too. That'd be good, Andy. <laughs> can we get some— if you could get on that. Can we get some onomatopoeia in here? Yeah. Can we get some— <laughs> That would be nice. It would make our ads much more entertaining. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Light but guys, <laughs> yes, please uh, support Oh My Gaia or any ads that you hear in our show. That helps us out a ton when you support our sponsors. Um, another thing that helps us out a ton is Patreon. Patreon.com slash true crime. Guys, if you love what we do here, there is tons of extra content for you. Um, speaking, like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we have an extra 45-minute conversation on Patreon right now uh, that we basically recorded after the Alec Murdoch case. Me and Andy were sitting here, and we just couldn't shut up about it. And I was like, let's turn those mics back on, dude. Let's uh, let's just record another episode. We have opinions. Yeah, so we got all our opinions out and all of our uh, controversial uh, statements out on on that show on Patreon. So if you guys want to check that out. But in addition to that, there are hundreds and hundreds of sound files 
Patreon exclusives dating back to 2017, Sandu stories, strange shorts, higher thoughts, and so much more, guys. So patreon.com slash true crime guys, where for just five bucks a month, you get access to all of that good stuff. Um, also, if you're uh, listening on Spotify, please leave a review. Or if you're on Apple Podcast, please leave a review. That helps out the show a ton, guys. And make sure you follow us on there, as well as on social media at True Crime Guys, wherever you are. Whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or X, 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 Elon Musk's uh, social website. Uh, what else? Also, remember if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, share with your friends. We appreciate you very, very much. Leave a comment if you have a case suggestion below this video or anywhere on social media at gmail.com, truecrimeguys at gmail.com. You guys can reach us there. Okay, links to everything I mentioned below the episode. Am I missing anything, Andy? I don't think so, Michael. I think you did pretty good. I think, I? I think you got it all out. It feels good to get it all out. I mean, half our listeners aren't even listening to this anyways. They've done clocked out after the story. So. The most important ones are, though. The most important ones are. Thank you guys for sticking around. Or the ones who are just dozing off. (laughs) (laughs) We love you too. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it. Uh, Go listen to some True Crime Guys music on Spotify uh, if you got some time. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week with a new true crime case. Hopefully it doesn't uh, inspire anyone to do some crazy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try and keep our inspiration very low. That's right, guys. Keep creeping. Bye. Bye.